Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 25 of the Phone Buzz Podcast, recorded February 19th of 2020. We've got a great show for you tonight. Android 11 goes live, Samsung can't catch a break with foldables, and Pablo Escobar rises from the dead yet again. My name is Evan Krause. I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? Christian Crawford. Hey, yo. How you doing? I'm doing good. good. I'm doing good. Zach's still dying, apparently. No, I just stuttered really bad. <laughs> I don't, he didn't even ask me how I was doing either. He just skipped right there. He's like, all right. I know exactly okay. how you're doing. That's just like, yes. <laughs> you guys got any uh, crazy Well, I think uh, I think you got uh, you got some stuff to tell. Where, where have you been the last five days? I know it hasn't been with me, that's for sure. Yeah, you wish it was. Yeah, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I was in Colorado. 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 I had a pretty fun time. We um, let's see. One of my worst injuries. I'll just tell an injury story because why not? Go for it. Um, me and John, which is my brother, uh, we just came off a lift and we were going to go through the terrain park, and we hit the terrain park. Of course, I fell because I hate terrain parks. They're just terrible. Um, but. We came off the mat, like we came down from the train park, and it was just like a bunch of black diamonds. Which that part wasn't a problem. Like what is okay? Never gone skiing or okay? What so, is that? Yeah, so the um, the train park is just the one with all the jumps and stuff like that, and that's not really the problem. It's more of like the boxes, like the rails and stuff like that, that I just have a hard time with. Um, but once you get off of the train park, then becomes a black diamond, and there are st- certain like skill levels and expertise levels and stuff like that. So you have green, which is just like beginner. You have blue, which is intermediate, and then black, and then black, double black, and then you have X X black, which is like the worst. Your your standard black is like moguls and stuff, which are just like these really close together like bumps in the snow, where for a snowboarder it's really hard, um, unless you're like, you know, more of you know what you're doing essentially um and so we were doing like a bunch of uh like double blacks and stuff like that we hit one x black which actually wasn't that bad um but we just came off of i think it was just like a regular uh, black diamond and there was a bunch of which like surrounded by trees and so we decided to go through the the trees and it was fresh powder so like it snowed that morning and so we we're going through the trees and i was like oh this is dope you know i'm going pretty fast and then all of a sudden i catch my toes because my toes were sticking out about what a good two inches off my board because my my shoes or my boots were too big for my board and I clipped and swerved and hit a tree right here on my knee like right on the side of my kneecap and the rest of my body went forward while my knee stayed and my board went about this deep into the snow and so I couldn't move my leg like I couldn't like get it out from the snow and I'll, I'll show you a video after this it's wild but I was like, I had to like take one foot out and drag the board with my knee out from the tree and then take my board off and stand up. And I was like, as soon oh. as I hit the tree, it was the worst pain I think I've ever had. Like I've had. Wait, so we're, so in the, in the last couple of seconds you were describing, were you still going at speed? I was going at speed oh, and hit okay. this tree. It I was, was trying it to like picture what was going it on. It wasn't like as full, like it wasn't as fast as I started because I then like kind of swerved, yeah. but I wasn't going slow. And I just rammed this tree and I was like, oh. I just broke my knee. Like that's the pain I was in. But I took my board out and luckily it was so cold that I think that like aided a lot of it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can move my knee. This is a good sign. <laughs> and John comes up and rolls up behind me. He's like, are you okay? He's like freaking out. He's like, did you break something? Like, no, I'm good. And, oh, it was the worst. You ever seen 27 Hours? I have not. 
Oh, or 127 hours. That's where uh, James yeah. Franco gets his arm caught rock climbing. <laughs> you know, oh, I was, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying I wish you were in that situation, but I want to know what would have happened. Yeah, cut your leg off. <laughs> Just <laughs> see the one of the worst things though, and I sh- I should have started with this. Um, is the first day we got there, the bindings we we borrowed people's snowboards this year, uh-huh. um, because we like the ones that we had before weren't very good. Um, and the bindings on them, which are just like what straps around your boot and what keeps your foot on the board, mm-hmm. they were the like straps that you strap down were brittle and it was they're like plastic and it was like really brittle plastic. And so yeah. right before we were about to get on the lift, one breaks. <laughs> and so luckily there was a ski shop and we fixed it. And then as I was going up the hill, another one broke. Uh, and we had to replace literally every single part, which is like two on both top and bottom yeah. on both boots. Damn. That's how many times we just it kept like sounds going like it sounds shop. like you're in a Final Destination movie and I you're know. just delaying the inevitable. I know like, it was terrible. <laughs> it sounds like, like you should have died on this trip. I'm glad you didn't, but yeah, no, know. it sounds like you cheated. Cheated death. A little I did. Bit. That's the bad thing about snowboards too. Is unlike Dying? skis, no, oh. you're you're locked in. So right. skis, you can they break away skis that like oh, your okay. feet can come off of. Yeah. Them. Snowboard, you're just trapped in there. Yeah. yeah, and so a lot of times when I would fall, if I did, it would be head, head, body. Board coming over my body, scorpion roll down the hill. Like that's that's nice. how the falls work. Did you have rough. any like GoPros hooked up or anything? So we didn't. Um, typically, we do bring GoPros. Say, don't um, you say, have one? Yeah. So didn't you buy one for yeah. the trip? No, I actually returned that. Oh. <laughs> but regardless, like we, my brother has a GoPro, um, okay. and we brought it in the past. But this year, we didn't really want to mess with it just because it's it's kind of a hassle to pull it out and get it going every every run. Um, so we just sure. didn't really deal with it. But yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Fine. Well, I'm glad you're not dead so we can keep on recording the podcast. That's pretty solid. Okay, right. good. Thanks. <laughs> you know, that aside, like, it's whatever. Yeah, I yeah. guess I guess we could run a duo format. Yeah, I guess. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, speaking of a duo format, Zach is not on the brink of death anymore, I don't think. I, it's, it's lingering. My yeah. voice is definitely back to normal, but I got oh, no. a little congestion back. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Does that mean you're like quarantine, like no more Corona? No, it's still there, uh, but I'm not at uh, levels where I can pass it on anymore. Oh, so good. Okay. I'm out of quarantine. That's They've solid. Rescued me off the ship. That's solid. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so I had a I had a small update I wanted to give to my iPhone XR experience. It's not like I'm not going to go into it too much, but. Uh, some things that have surprised me with how, how much I like that iPhone XR. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I broke down and purchased a XR from uh, one of our coworkers because it was such a good deal. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get it. Um, so the battery life, like, it's a it's a battery king. Like, right now it is 10.20 p.m. And I've had this off the charger since, like, 6 a.m. And I still have 55% battery life. Oh, my gosh. And I use it pretty heavily. So, like, it's pretty impressive. Like, I know... Uh, I know every time I sell to a customer, I say, like, the iPhone 11, the iPhone XR have lower resolutions, so the so the battery life's a little bit better, and that's absolutely hell true, so that's uh, surprised me. Um, and then just, like, a, just a final thing real quick. Um, I get the overwhelming impression that Apple tries to automate as much as possible on the phone, whereas Android is pretty, pretty like, laissez-faire. It's hands-off. It kind of lets you do your own thing. And they get it right about half the time. Like, there's some things like automatic dark mode is a godsend, and we'll actually talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Um, but switching between light and dark mode is something that you guys take for granted, and it is so nice. I wish Android had an implementation, and not to spoil later on in the conversation, but they actually do now. Um, 
Yeah. Although there are some things that are annoying. Like I turned off every attention aware feature ever. Like, so it, whenever Same. you're, huh? Same. Yeah. I hate it. Um, so for attention aware, it basically reads that your eyes are looking at the phone to like tell you information or like give you, um, information on the notifications, hmm. um, which you guys sitting in front of you are like, duh, you idiot. But you know, just switching over to an iPhone recently, I did not know about that. And, uh, that annoyed the crap out of me. So I'm thinking maybe I just need to, you know, give my full heart, give my full mind to Tim Apple, let him do you his do. work, come into me, um, you know, uh, save me from my sins. So. Have Other you, than that, it's it's been pretty solid. I've liked it so far. Have you liked like the implementation with like Apple products with your iPad and stuff like that? Yeah, so that's another <clears throat> really awesome thing. So I have an iPad and I have a MacBook, and of course they just integrate super well, especially with text messaging. Like mm-hmm. just it goes over. Yeah, um, it's something that I've always wanted to try, but I've I've just never gone into the iPhone. So and it's been here. nice. And now I'm here. You made it. I made it. The only thing they need to do is they need to figure out how to make a mouse. For the I, like the magic mouse, I hate that oh. thing. I don't see. See, I don't, I've I've been using it for like two, three days. I don't see why you don't like it. The magic so, mouse. You've been I using a, a magic mouse. I bought a magic mouse. Yeah, and you have all those other options over there. Yes. You, what? So, I have a trackpad. And the, magic what? Mouse. the only issue I have with a magic mouse is a. It's like a hundred bucks for the damn thing. Yeah. And it's a mouse. Like <laughs> it's not that impressive. And then on top of that, I can buy like an $8 Logitech mouse that can be used on any surface. You still need a mouse pad to use a Magic Mouse. Is that true? I don't. It doesn't work on any surface, that's for sure. I used it on one of those plastic foldable tables that we play beer pong on. Yeah, so you still need like a, a flat surface. Like if a lot of times like... Are you saying I, like a, a lap or like a couch or something? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work. Like, like another like, man's lap or... You know, <laughs> yeah, you know. Like another man's chest. <laughs> Gets over the hairy little bumps. <laughs> Yeah, but like, the worst is cut like, a nipple. Because <laughs> <laughs> the worst is like, why, why I don't need the precision of a mouse, but I like a mouse, so I just deal with the trackpad on my MacBook. See, because like I do a lot of my stuff on the couch. Why can't you make a mouse that's a hundred dollars work on another surface? See, I I recently bought Adobe, and I've been like messing around with photo editors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually brought my um, I had obviously brought my MacBook on my trip. And you just can't get as accurate with a trackpad yeah. as you can with a mouse. Yeah, and so that's true. why I bought the mouse is because, like, just for editing photos and, like, drawing down dials and, you know, making them, quote, unquote, perfect. It's, like, that's where the accuracy of the mouse comes in. And then with it just being Apple. But why easy. the magic mouse? I don't understand that. It's it's, it's not uh, – I don't know. It's, it's, it's different. Don't get me wrong. It's not like your standard mouse. But it's I'm nice different. to have, like, the touch control features where, like, you can swipe – Swipe back and forth on the I thing without so. having like move your wrist. They, they are yes. they are cool, but I just I couldn't just. I, I I bought one over Black Friday. Yeah, and I had it for a while. I didn't care for it. Tori loved it. Yeah. Um. And but I told her like I just I couldn't justify keeping it because I I even had it like price matched down to like seventy bucks mm-hmm. over Black Friday. Um. But it it just wasn't worth it. Like it's nice. It's really nice to integrate. You can change the buttons mm-hmm. like what they do. With it, and like you said, you can use swipe features in it. It's just, I don't know, it it wasn't a big enough difference for me. I guess it's, I don't know, the thing that gets me about it is, like, it's almost too simplistic. Like, I like feeling the the scroll wheel on a mouse, and I like knowing the difference between right and left click, 
rather than just like see the side i i enjoy how the magic mouse it's like the touchpad like you can just swipe up and down on it i don't know maybe i just haven't used the more recent ones but yeah i used the first gen like years ago the first gen sucked (laughs) i just like having that wireless mouse without having to like worry about a dongle as soon as you turn it on your macbook connects to it like it's just super easy and same with the trackpad it's just it's having that like it's super small and you don't have to mess with so wires, small. you don't have to mess with dongles, any of that kind of stuff. No it's just it's ready to go. No dongles. So small, no dongles. <laughs> I guess I could see that. I don't I don't know. May, I, I would have to really try it and get converted over to it. Yeah. Again, I just need to let Tim Apple into my heart, into my soul, rescue me from the sins of my Android past, right. and uh, accept me to the one true savior. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I wrote here in the notes, uh, we can cut this out if you don't know what I'm talking about, but do you remember the guy, LeBron Holmes? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> LeBron Holmes. I was telling please, all my family this. Please tell me about it Yes, in we, a recorded You format. weren't there, were you? I was not there. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. yes. Enlighten me. So the man walks in. The man, and the man walks the in. The man. Um, LeBron himself. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> he walks in. He walks in. This guy walks in and he's like... Hey, man, can you give me one of these prepaid flip phones off the shelf? I'm like, yeah, I got you. Um, of course, he's rocking like a Louis Vuitton like sweatshirt. Yeah. Like the man Drippin'. was made of money. Drippin'. And so typically in that case, you know why they're buying those, right? So the man had, smelled of dank. Odor. <laughs> he smelled oh. of dank. I mean, it was strong. I was like, okay, I, I kind of – I'm not going to assume, but I kind of understand what's going on here. He, he Anyways, put the burner in burner phone. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was like, okay, yeah, I got you. I was like, do you want me to set it up for you? Uh, and he's like, yeah, no problem. And so – he, we went down, sat down, and I started the whole like setup process. And he's like, "Hey man, you go, you do care if I go look at TVs?" I was like, "Yeah, no problem. I need your ID though." And he's like, "You need my ID for what?" I was like, "Well, I need your name." He's like, "Oh, uh, see, red flag. I'm buying, yeah, I'm buying this for like my uh, Who's his nephew, my right? nephew yeah. or something." And I was like, "Okay, like no problem. What's his name?" He's like, "Uh, put put it under Raymond." It's like, "Okay, Raymond. What's last name?" I actually, you know, uh, put under LeBron, LeBron Holmes. And I just, it, instantly in my head, I was, I was thinking, LeBron, LeBron James. James. <laughs> so he's probably like, LeBron James, LeBron Holmes, Hames, LeBron Holmes. <laughs> he was oh thinking about God. it. Said. I was like, okay, LeBron. And I typed him up. And then when I gave him his phone, he's like, here you go, LeBron. <laughs> uh, and like the best part was, is I was right next to him when this happened. And we both just looked at each other after he said that. Because oh he, he literally said, LeBron Holmes, and then just walks away. Like, <laughs> didn't stick around. He's like, I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. He knows he messed up and walked. He's like, oh I can't. I can't be here for this. So I was just typing things up, just like LeBron Holmes. Reminds me of that, like the thing on Reddit. <laughs> Yeehaw, Skyrim. Yeehaw, Skyrim. Oh my god. Like, I can never go back. There. <laughs> oh my god. So That's hilarious. Just out of any name to pick out of thin air, just be like, ah, f- LeBron Holmes. Uh, LeBron like. Holmes. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe throw nade. <laughs> oh, that is perfect. That's great. I was hoping you'd remember that. Uh, Heck yeah. I wrote I that in the notes like family. two weeks ago. That's fantastic. All right. Shall we get into the fake news, boys? Let me explain this segment real quick. Uh, so this is the Phone Buzz fake news. Uh, what we do here is we take a news story from the week, and we change some of the details, and we have Zach and Evan here try to guess what the fake news is and what's the real news. 
Well, folks, the story just keeps getting weirder. A couple months back, we detailed the Pablo Escobar foldable cocaine phone. If you weren't able to get your hands on that booger sugar vessel, have no fear. Robert, Robert Escobar is back at it again, shoehorning his long-dead brother's infamy to sell another revolutionary, groundbreaking, mind- and nose-numbing foldable phone. For the low, low cost of $6.99 plus whatever random charges appear on your bank statement, purchasers can get the latest, hottest technology that, promise to, that promises to quite literally be a Samsung killer. It seems obvious where the Fold 2 gets most of its inspiration, with similar design and looks to Samsung's own Fold offering, but without the $2,000 price tag. The phone comes packing an 855 Snapdragon processor, 6 gigs of RAM, and 1 terabyte of base storage. When asked about the stark similarities to Samsung's Galaxy Fold, founder Robert de Jesus Escobar Gaviera claims that he'd never seen a Galaxy Fold. That even was hot. Oh, thank you. That was really hot. <laughs> even, even calling Samsung a company sourced from, quote, blood money. He went on to add <laughs> ominously, our goal is to become the ultimate source of technology and we won't let anything or anyone get in our way, end quote. Damn it, I missed you guys. <laughs> That was I, hot. <laughs> I also, like, I didn't zone out right there, but, like, I forgot it was fake news. And so there's things that are wrong. Yeah. Which, like, I'm going to start with the one terabyte. Yeah, no, I was about to start with that, too. Uh, Absolutely. That's a pretty solid place to start. It's uh, fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good I, job. Because, like, you read that. I'm like, man, this phone's great. Uh, <laughs> sounds awesome. Like, what phone is this? I'm I like, this. wait a second. I don't see anything wrong with this. <laughs> I'm assuming it doesn't have an 855. Uh, it does have an 855, actually. Yeah, yeah. It does have an 855. Okay, no six, no six gigabytes of RAM. That is correct. So it's got eight gigabytes of RAM on the base what model. What the hell? Oh, yeah. my God. What's the what's the storage on it? Is it a 256? It's a 128. 128. Yep. That's not terrible. Okay, it doesn't cost 699. Yeah, okay, so you're spot on there. So what does it cost? 899. Can you give me a hint if it's higher or lower? Uh, I'm assuming it's higher. It's lower. What? Four ninety nine. Five forty nine. You're getting closer. Five ninety nine. Well, actually, Evan, you're partially right, uh, because there is a model that does start at exactly five forty nine. Let's go. But that is not the base base model price. Base models. Base model price is four ninety nine. You're so close. It's three ninety nine. You're there. You're right there. Just uh, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna show you guys a picture here. This is what it looks like unfolded. Oh, okay, that's literally this, the Galaxy <laughs> Fold. Wait, wait, it's him on the background. <laughs> yeah, it's a mugshot of Pablo Escobar in the background of the phone. For some reason, I just like, I didn't connect the dots until you started doing your dumb giggle. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, what else we got, boys? Um, what else we got? What's the fake news? I've been treated so unfair by the I fake feel news. Like, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say something about the Samsung killer thing, but I think that was just extra details. Uh, specifically, what you got? What's fake? Like I was gonna say, maybe he didn't actually say that it's gonna be a Samsung killer. Oh no, that was very overtly stated. Oh. He very much said that. Wow. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Watch out, Samsung. Yep. That is true. Um, what? This is just strange and probably wrong. But the the um the last statement he had: our goal is to become the ultimate source of technology. Won't let anyone, anything or anyone get in our way. Okay, so you call my bluff. That is fake to an extent. Yeah. I am so good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is Let's that go. is fake. Although, let me uh let me show you guys this video. We might have to edit around this a little bit. But this is pretty hardcore. 
So uh, we'll have to link that video uh, because it's very dramatic and it shows a bunch of scantily clad females <laughs> just destroying a Samsung Galaxy Fold with a very ominous narrator saying, Watch out, Samsung. Your time is up. Who you calling a pinhead? Who you calling a pinhead? Let's see, I That's think. What, what else we got in here? Um, I think you guys got majority of them, so good job. You got That's like right. three out of four. Way to go. Nice job, gentlemen. That's right. Yeah, Pablo Escobar Fold 2. It just will not go away. Every time I looked up uh, some information on this phone, all the news sites were like, please don't buy this. This is definitely a scam. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just maybe uh, reconsider purchasing that if you're thinking about it. I don't think any either of us were thinking about it. I don't know. I've got thinking about it. Three ninety nine. <laughs> that's a good price. If I if I had if I had the ability to give it away again, just prepaid card from Walmart, plug that in. But I doubt I get the phone. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a credit card scam. Um. Anyways, uh, so let's move on to our first news story of tonight. So uh, the Android 11 developer preview dropped today, actually just like an hour uh, after I wrote most of the notes, and then I saw that, um, so I went back and added it. Anyway, so Android 11 is now official, and Google is releasing the first developer preview for this new version starting today. Um, and this is recorded Wednesday, February 19th. So the software changes this time sound ambitious, uh, with Google essentially taking most of its work on Android 10 and literally turning it up to 11 featuring enhancements to privacy and security, improvements to Project Mainline, which sounds worse than it is, and new dedicated conversation sections for notifications with tweaks to better harness 5G, all among a much longer list of changes. And this information comes to us from Android Police as well. Again, it's worth noting that this is a developer preview, meaning it's meant for developers to get a jump start on creating seamless app transition when the official versions land later this year, most likely in August or September. On top of the upgrades mentioned earlier, Android 11 will apparently include improvements to better support waterfall curved edge displays. Mm. So go ahead and punch me in the nuts for a possible <laughs> 1 plus 8 with extreme curves. Big oof. <laughs> when it comes to more exciting features, the guys over at Droid Life noted that the developer preview adds the long-awaited scheduled dark mode, uh, which can be set manually or coordinated with sunset and sunrise at your location. If you're one of the Fab Five that's living on the Pixel 4 XL life, you'll also receive a new air gesture, the first added since the 4 XL launched. According to a screen grab, you can now pause or resume music by tapping the air in front of the phone. So if you're a developer or just insane and want to kneecap your Android phone for some perverted reason, the Pixel 2, uh, Pixel 3, and Pixel 4 XL owners can manually upgrade starting today. Have at it. So does anything about this ex about this news, anything about that release, does it excite you guys? I mean, I know you're both and or, uh, yeah, iPhone people. I would say no, because <laughs> I don't have anything Android. Um, I, it's weird, because it seems like every single time we get something Android-based, it's catching up to Apple operating system, but Apple's always playing catch-up with the phones themselves. Yeah, it's like, like, it's, it's like Android's it, always playing catch-up with the software. Yeah. And then... Um, iPhones are hardware. hardware. Yeah. Which then, even uh, even then they're kind of not, but sorry, let me not interrupt you. Yeah, but I, I don't know, like, it, it seems like the bigger jump still happened with Android 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't sound like, 
it sounds like Android 11 is just tweaking Android 10 to be flawless. Right. Like, they, they, they kind of panicked, pushed Android 10 out. That way people weren't still sitting on, what, Pi? Was that the last one? Uh, Pi was 9. And then 10 yeah. didn't have an official, like, dessert. Yeah. Name. It was just called Q. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah, so basically, like, that way, like, they were like, oh, we don't want people sitting on Pi still being like, why did anything release? So they just kind of, like, put 10 out, and they're like, they got the feedback from 10, and they're like, okay, like, the 11's yeah. going to make this flawless now. Yeah. I guess, like, the only thing that makes me interested is, like, I, what are they going to do to, like, uh, help with 5G? Like, um, I don't know what a software update can do to help 5G. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to be, like, super knowledgeable about this area, but from what I read in the articles, basically they're allowing apps to better utilize the speeds of 5G and, like, so, like, loading speeds and, you know, downloading uh, videos from YouTube and yeah, okay. all that sort of stuff will be a little bit more accessible. Again, I'm not I'm not an app developer by any any stretch of the imagination, but that's what it kind of seemed like the <laughs> yeah. improvements were. And then yeah. the only other thing I have, the air gesture would be cool, but it sounds like... A it, lot of people suck at those. It like, looks stupid. Like, I suck at those, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, well, I just, like, I never had any issues. Like, every demo that yeah. I touched, I used the Pixel 4 XL for, like, a day or two. Mm-hmm. I never had – I was 100% on the air dressers. I don't understand that. Um, but, yeah, but I've <laughs> You're seen – You're God's chosen one, I guess. <laughs> I've say, I seen you firsthand. Um, Ride the struggle. Never, never, yeah. never get it to work. Uh, so, yeah, it's like it, – it would be cool unless maybe the update is this new gesture – and it works more often. And it, that'd be um, awesome. But we don't have that information. So yeah. So from the screen grab I saw, it actually looked kind of stupid. Um, and that screen grab comes from uh, Droid Life. So the the gesture, like you basically just like tap in front of it, like tap above the screen. Huh. Which at that point, why don't you just tap the screen? Yeah. That's that's why I was like, what is here? going on? Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. It it looks like yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Huh. But so yeah, yeah. You just you just tap in front of it. Like it's hard to. Yeah. It's, it's like okay. Imagine touching your phone. Okay, now don't do that. Just hover above it. And yeah, there act you go. Like you're gonna touch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. Useless. But I agree. It, it's it sounds like Android 11 is gonna be one of those polishing updates, whereas Android 10, like you said, was was a a bigger yeah. sort of leap. It introduced it's like 13. It. Exactly. I was 13. Yeah. It introduced the uh, the more refined navigation gestures, had improvements to notifications. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, not not a whole lot to talk about there. Just uh, just interesting that popped up today. Um, any other thoughts on that, gentlemen? I like I like the implementation of the what was it called the whatever dark mode. Um, automatic dark mode. automatic dark mode yeah oh my um, god yeah I forgot to mention that because I I don't use the automatic dark mode I use the um blue light dim the automatic where uh-huh. like takes it dimmer so like i'm sure you can tell yeah. my screen it's it's there yeah. um and it turns Your screens there shut oh. up shut up <laughs> it turns on around like 10 p.m yeah um, which is nice and then of course like turns off around six so um, are you and, talking like dark mode or just like the blue light filter? yeah no so blue light filter has been there for a while yeah. um yeah. so i'm i'm i'm, ref- I'm, I'm saying like knowing that my blue light is nice, it would also be nice for dark mode. Uh, I just about, always use dark mode. You can so on you iPhones you can schedule it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just do saying like it's that? gonna. I don't do that personally. I only do the blue mode because I always have mine on dark mode. Oh, I just okay. like to look a bit cooler. But I'm just saying like 
it's going to be nice for everyone else to kind of have that option now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good implementation. That is one major grind I had with the uh I do kind gripe. of think you're a psychopath if you don't use dark mode. <laughs> I So, okay, I actually, sue me, I like using light mode in the daylight because um, I think it looks a little bit better in daylight. It's easier to see. And on my OnePlus phone, I've, I've bitched about this in the past, but, like, because I can't find a solid screen protector for it, the oleophobic coating is wearing off, so fingerprints abound. Yeah. Like, I see them all the time. And dark mode exacerbates that problem. You can see fingerprints a lot easier with a dark mode on the phone. And so when it's daytime, I actually like having a light mode on to hide that stuff. But at nighttime, when it's actually dark where I am, having a dark mode is so much better. But you have to go in the settings and go to customization and fix yeah. all that. It doesn't automatically do it. Which is why I really, really appreciate that on the iPhone. I kind of mentioned it at the top of the episode. But that's one of those little features that I really, really like. And I'm yeah. super glad it's finally I coming guess, to Android. Like, the only issue I would have of not being like going back to light mode would be I would feel the need to always use that blue light filter. And I don't... Really? Yeah. Didn't you say you thought they were gross a couple weeks ago? I No, I use it. I've always used it. I do think they're gross, but mm. I'm similar to Evan. I have mine turn on at 10 o'clock, yeah. but I'm rarely on my phone after 10 o'clock Same. also. Um, I just do it because it's supposed to help battery life too. Hmm. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's, just, I, it's gross looking in my opinion because it does make the screen like yellowish. But you get but used to it. To. Yeah, you definitely get used to it. And I don't know, like, I think dark, dark mode is just a little bit easier on the eyes. Like, it's it is. harder to see, but it's not just bright right there in your yeah. face. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I guess that's the only reason why light mode, I feel like, would be more of a strain on my eyes. And I already have bad eyesight, too. So, yeah. I don't know if it'd be that big of a difference. I see but. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's probably, like, my biggest. When I saw that in the, in the article, I was like, stink you jesus like i'm so happy scheduled dark mode's finally coming to android it should have been there with 10 when dark mode was introduced but i digest too bad you already have your soul to, to apple now Tim yeah, Pitt, yeah. slightly yeah i know <laughs> anywho let's move on to our feature story of the night um so this story was originally going to be posted on our last show um but now we actually have a, a unique opportunity to look at initial reactions versus real world usage um so as mentioned last week, Samsung used some of their stage time to debut their second mass market foldable phone, the Galaxy Z or Z Flip, if you're Canadian. Um, the following is an excerpt from Dieter Bone of The Verge, who's been covering tech for a hot minute, speaking on the mounting foldable wars. Quote, my biggest surprise yesterday was the quality of the Galaxy Z Flip. Samsung seems to have done many of the things I said it needed to do to redeem the folding phone category. The screen is glass, the build quality seems solid, and the specs aren't underpowered. It's a good thing Samsung got so much right, because if Motorola had to carry the banner for foldable phones, we'd be in a much darker place. Oof. Oof. I... Uh, these are just hands-on impressions, so take them with the appropriate grains of salt. But as I looked at the phones next to each other, the difference in quality was stark. Every mistake the Razer makes, the Z, the Z Flip avoids. Samsung's foldable doesn't creak, likely has better cameras, has a bigger battery and wireless charging, a faster processor, and a glass screen. The Razer does have some qualities uh, the Z Flip lacks. The iconic brand and look of the phone, the fact that it com folds completely and, and uh, excuse me, folds completely flat, and that it was technically released first, though it uh, the release didn't go so hot either. It's also easier to open the Razer one-handed for what it's worth. 
but the main takeaway isn't likely to change. Sam, uh, Samsung is very good at making phones and had something to prove after last year's Galaxy Fold debacle. It very well might have made the case. So mm -hmm. from this comparison, it, at least it seems that Samsung is starting to address some of the inherent problems of foldables entering the market. Are you guys encouraged by that progress? No. I hate I hate folding phones still. <laughs> I still hate it. Not budging. Not um, budging. No, it just I think the biggest thing is that I've watched a couple of videos and I know uh, I've watched you a couple what, do a couple videos watch a couple of videos also. You watched um, him watch a video? Yeah, he watched him watch a video. Well, video. <laughs> I was like I was up here remotely or like with him in the room. We were both in we're the room. We were FaceTiming. Oh, okay. I was in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we we both were playing video games up here and he you were downloading an update i think for call of duty and you're watching it and i looked over i just i can't get over the crease alone mm -hmm. and then i my point still reiterates of why why would i not spend 20 more dollars and get an ultra that's a better phone yeah that's fair but i mean compare that to like the galaxy fold from last year that was two thousand dollars the fact that we have this foldable technology in it's a quarter like it's 75 percent of the price of the galaxy fold like they're definitely making moves yeah um it's smart by them but no i'm i'm not budging i'm not encouraged by it <laughs> it's i'm i doubt i'll ever own one um if if i were it'd probably still be the razor though just off of the nostalgia of it yeah um i don't they don't they don't intrigue me they nothing. really don't nothing doing no nope. what about you evan i mean i think i like it i don't think i would ever really see myself getting one um but i think that it's a five years later yeah <laughs> it's a good improvement um yeah. i don't know if this is going to actually hurt the rest of what you're going to say or not because i'm sure you're going to go into it um but did you watch the jerry riggett yes yeah, yeah. so are you going to talk about that here yes okay yeah then i will i will hold that for later because um, i have some opinions on that cool uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's actually get right into that. So, um, so that was from last week. The excerpt I read uh, immediately following Samsung's announcement, and reviewers had some time to dig deeper into the real-world experience and, more importantly, the state of foldable phones when it comes to durability. The following comes from a much more recent article, again from Dieter Bone of The Verge. "Quote: There's a cliche that three instances makes a pattern, and now there have been three folding phones sold here in the U.S. A pattern has emerged." The Galaxy Fold, Motorola Razr, and Galaxy Z or Z Flip have each had their respective launch dramas, complete with broken screens, availability issues, and very hard to justify prices. So Jerry Rig Everything produced a video showing just how easily the plastic coating on the glass screen on the Z Flip picks up marks and scratches, and also how the ultra-thin glass, quote-unquote, is so thin that it hardly acts like glass at all when punctured with a fine point. For the record, it's glass covered in a plastic coating, which has some advantages over the purely plastic screens on other foldable phones, but not nearly as many as you might think. Jerry Rig Everything's video is proof of that. All three phones had three major launch problems, price, durability, and initial availability. Put all that together, and I'm confused why Samsung and Motorola treated these phones so much like regular consumer devices instead of the experiments they clearly are. A much better strategy would have been to just label them as limited editions. Treat them like something in between a sneaker drop and Google Glass. A little hype, but also a lot of expectation, setting about how they're not ready for the real world yet. Plus, you can make a big deal about how few of them were produced. So, do you agree with that assessment? Should companies be launching these products with less mass market emphasis? 
or just your thoughts that you were going to go into a second ago. Um, it, actually, it, it just talked about the glass, um, how he, he made it seem um, that it was like they're only pitching. This is glass, 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 which essentially they are. Right. Um, but it was just really wild to see him do his little pick tester, whatever you want to call it. The most scale of hardness. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah. And how it was so like it compared a lot better and it was you know he took him a couple more marks to get a mark but when he got to that point it was like this isn't glass yeah no. like you could just tell it's not and so it was almost a little bit disappointing yeah. um hearing this huge company be like look at our new glass it's the world you know world's thinnest glass 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 yeah psych it scratches psych? with his fingernail you know still, still same kind of stuff which that shit scratch <laughs> right it's even though it is glass with plastic it's like don't promote yeah. glass if it's gonna scratch and even in the in the because i watched an unboxing video whenever they were setting up the z flip it said during the setup it's like don't press too hard on the screen to yeah. preserve it the same thing it said on the galaxy fold exactly yeah i don't know just kind of a little it was a bummer to hear that um because i thought it was cool because uh, i was i was expecting it to be something completely different than the the stuff it was on the the fold yeah um but i don't know yeah I mean, it sounds like they've definitely made some improvements on it, but it's still, like, there's the reality of you cannot physically bend glass right. as we know it right. on a smartphone. So, right. um, what do you think, Zach? Do you agree that – do you agree that they should launch it more like sneakers than, like, than like a typical Samsung S phone that they launch? I don't – I don't know. That's, like it, – it, it's a tricky thing because yeah. I feel like if you if you were to launch it as limited edition – then I think it almost like boosts value and popularity a little bit more. Yeah. So I think more people would be interested in it, but then you're also putting a tag on there that like it's not supposed to be a mass marketed phone. Right. So it's, I don't know. I think that'd be weird because I think it'd be a smart move for them to do, but then I think more people would be interested in it. You'd want to make more phones, but you're not. Yeah. You're, you're doing it to limit phones and that's kind of the um, that's the kind of the line you tow though it's like do you do you put all of your faith in this product that clearly has durability issues and will not withstand like everyday phone usage for you know the way that yeah. current phones do or do you say like hey let's limit this and like kind of let it mature a little bit like what I, angle do you go for like i'm trying to think i don't think limited edition would be the right usage you'd want to use because mm. Limited editions are always superior, and I know this is a superior phone, but it's got issues. Like, if you buy a limited edition car, you don't want it to break down in two years kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where I look at with the Fold, because, like, if you get a limited edition car, limited edition shoes, things like that, they're they're good shoes, they're good quality, mm -hmm. but these are test products still, more or less. Yeah. Uh, so, I think a different terminology would have to be more or less probably invented for that because i don't know yeah. if we have anything that like because hmm. we have like beta products and stuff like that but like yeah it's too expensive to put the word beta on it so it's like that it's that weird in between where it should be launched as beta but it needs like a nice tag like limited edition yeah yeah i don't know that's really weird it's it's difficult to it's difficult to decide how to how to even position that like because so i'm a i'm a mass media comm major so like even thinking about it from that perspective it's like do you do you put all your eggs in that basket and say hey check out this foldable phone like this is super cool you should want to buy it um and then like part of that too is if you 
if you let the tech culture and the tech community be like, hey, you should hold off on this phone because it's not ready, it's not mature yet, the average consumer is probably going to get that message and be like, okay, it's not for me yet. So it's like, how much how much do you control that narrative and how much do you kind of let the the enthusiast community just do its thing? Yeah, and because my worry would be, it would you, the smart move would be move it limited edition. Yeah. Um, but it's that weird thing of like, then more people are gonna want it, which would be nice because it means you get a bigger sample size because more people would have it. Yeah. But at the same time, if it has issues, they, yeah. there's no doubt about that. So that means you have a lot more people that have the ability to say, I don't want it. And then there's a larger negative sample size at it also. Yeah. So it's it's that weird slippery slope because at the end of the day, you want to make money. Yeah. But you also want to keep customers happy. Yeah. So it's that weird balance. And I don't know if you even like kind of remotely like agree with what I'm saying is like. Yeah, no, I, that, I get it. I yeah. Get it. I say, I don't know. I feel like I'm not doing a good job explaining this, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's weird. You, you want to give the appearance of like pushing towards the mass market because you want to make people believe in the product, but at the same time you have to accept the reality that it's gonna like have durability yeah. issues. Like there are inherent problems with the yeah. current state of like, foldables. Yeah, it's it's a beta product right yeah, now for sure. But you just you can't slap that because nobody's gonna want it right or pay that price tag for it. Exactly. Got any got any thoughts on that, Evan? I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. It's weird to think about, but it's like. In in my mind, it's like, what do you think Samsung was actually thinking when they released this one? Because it's like they saw the, they saw firsthand the problems that it causes with the flip, or excuse me, the the fold, mm-hmm. um, and they did see those people that got it firsthand, and they started to have these problems, and they quote unquote fixed them, and now they're starting to see them in the real world. You'd think that like having that first generation of flip or foldable phone, they'd be able to then make the changes. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really seem like they made the right changes. Yeah. Um, now, again, we're going from like a fold to a flip, which is yeah. different, but it's like same kind of premise, right? You're still getting yeah. that foldable option. You'd think they'd be able to change that. And that's where I kind of come into where he's thinking. It's like they should have expected this product to either be really good or fail. And so, you know, yeah. you might want to create this idea in someone's head where it's like it's a test product yeah and i do agree there was a couple couple takes i read on twitter it's like um realistically the people that are buying this phone are not buying it as a primary phone like they're in there it's the enthusiast market it's the affluent market that can afford to you know buy a phone that's not going to be carried with them all the time so i don't know it's it's a it's a really interesting at least from like just being a, a calm nerd and like looking at the marketing aspect of it, it's, it's a super interesting time to see how much they really push it and, and who they push it towards and and what they uh, what they think that market will move towards. Yeah, so. and I, I think another thing too is there. Uh, ev- everybody wants to invent the latest and greatest. Yeah, but I think they're trying to push innovating too much. Yeah. Um, it's the technology's not there yet, so they're just trying to. They're getting as close to the brink as they can to mm-hmm. release a product. Yeah. Like instead of taking yeah. like three years to figure it out and get it 100 percent right, they're just testing it, putting it out there. Then next year, being like, this one's a little better. It's so yeah. like 
they're making money off their experiments more or less is how it feels yeah. well when you think about it like in looking at it from how they're creating these products is like they have all of these tests that they run it through with like the you know the million folds or whatever they have to do before it's it's released and stuff like that and they see one half of what it really is doing it in a factory versus mm -hmm. what it's actually like in real world so it might yeah. perform flawlessly and you know and not have any problems in the factory but once it steps out of those doors and into someone's hand that's yeah. when those certain problems are it's totally different so it's like it they they only know so much and how you know it's gonna how it's gonna actually function when it's actually in someone's hand yeah so yeah it's a i, I saw a really funny uh I don't know if they had a video of it or I, I definitely didn't watch a video. I can't remember if they had a video or if it was just a, a post write up, but I fix it made a video of them uh, or made a testing. I can't think straight. Uh, <laughs> they made a test of them. Like they put it in a bag with a bunch of like pink sand <laughs> because part of the announcement was like, we realized that dust got into the hinge of the galaxy fold. So we're going to prevent that happening on the flip by putting these like nano brushes between the hinge and the internals. So dust should not be able to get through it. And of course the people at iFixit just like put it into a bag, made like purple sand in it, shuck it up like a ton and then open it up. And sure enough, there was a ton of purple debris inside the actual oh, phone. I bet. So, I mean, that was an extreme example, but that does go to show like over time, you're going to get dust. You're going to get stuff inside that phone. Right. So they make it to do one thing, but they don't actually understand what it's like when it happens yeah and that's the thing too is like if you're if you're buying this phone you understand those risks you understand that you know this is it, you're still very early adopter phase in terms of like total lifetime of of what foldable phones are going to be so. it, it's like when the first phone like or not the first phone but like when iphones were like oh yeah you can get it wet yeah. people were like eh, i'm not gonna take it i'm not gonna you know dunk it under the sink you know, yeah. stuff like that. It's like the people that are getting them now are not really going to take those extra extra risks where now we're like, screw yeah. it. I'll take it in the shower with me. You yeah. know what I mean? Also, that's how it was day one. I like Really? Right? Because they – it started on the 7s. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yep, yep. And I get the 7 plus. First day, right in the shower. Oh, God. <laughs> oh you're a psycho. Was, <laughs> you're a psycho. <laughs> I was like yeah. – I was like, even though when I got like – even when I got my ex, if I just got like a water, like a droplet of water on it, I freaked out and like wiped it off instantly. I was like, no, yeah. no. I mean, it was one of those things too where I had the Apple Care, so why not? You're just um, a risk taker. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I just like living on the edge and just right in the shower with it. So Jesus, I'm being psychotic. The first time I ever and last time I've ever had to use the water rating on a phone was my S7 Edge. And somebody spilled barbecue sauce on it. It was like sitting on a table or something. Somebody spilled barbecue sauce on it. Um, so there I was, barbecue sauce on my phone. <laughs> and uh, so I ran it under the, the faucet, and I was freaking out the whole time. I was like, this is going to like break it. It's not going to work. And sure enough, it was you know, totally fine. I was like, damn it, I didn't get a new phone out of this. Dude. <laughs> it makes me wonder, ever since my 7, like, how much water my phones have seen because I just haven't cared because I've, I've relied taking, on it. You're insane. So, Zach's taking like pictures of his butthole in the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> it's just soaked. <laughs> but like Jesus. my 5S, I jumped in three, I jumped in a lake three different times with my 5S. I saved it with rice every single time. Like I've always been bad on phones. Yeah, you sound dangerous. Yeah. When, you sound so, You're a psycho. <laughs> like, 
Also, I think it was my 7 plus when I had the water resistant rating. Like, I would do front flips into pools with it and just like record the whole time and put the phone in the water with me. He's like, oh, if it can withstand water, I can piss on this phone. (laughs) (laughs) Just hand it over to Evan. Yo, check out this phone. Yo, what's up with it? Yo, I just pissed on it, bro. Oh my god. It's like the people that like, come in with work and they're like, oh yeah, I dropped my phone in water. Yeah, like, they're, they're like, like oh, was it the toilet? Phone, my like, phone oh, I mean, work. like, I was pissing and it fell in the toilet. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks for telling me that. Like, my phone won't work. You're like, okay, let me see it. So you just start messing god, with I it. Like, okay, what's wrong though. with it? Well, I dropped it in water. Like, what kind of water? Well, I dropped it in the toilet. Like, mm. like and it squished into my shit. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to lick it off all by myself. Yeah, Zachary's like, oh. Yeah, I think you guys made me aware that I'm a psychopath when it comes to water. <laughs> yeah, no, you're kind of a psycho. Yeah, you're kind of insane. You might want to get checked up, buddy. Yeah, there's no fixing it at this yeah. point. Mental health is not a problem these days. You can talk about it. <laughs> so before we in- we uh, outro this, uh, we have some good news coming up in the next few episodes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Ooh, um, yes, we'll be yes, releasing yes. that in a few days. But um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Phone Buzz podcast, the show brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P-H-1-B-U-Z-Z. And give us a follow and review on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krause. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. Have a good night. Bye. Peace.